This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerdificent. It's your boy, Ibuani Wayne, sitting across from me, as always. Danny Fernandez, and today we are joined up top by one of our really good friends. She's a voice actor, a host, and producer at Geek and Sundry, and a lot of other channels. Erica Ishii. Hey. Hello. I'm so hey. happy to be yeah, here yeah. with you How's guys. I'm so glad that you're here for the Sailor Moon episode, um, because I don't know if people know, but you are a voice actress on Sailor Moon. Uh, that is that is a yeah. new thing. It just it blows my mind. We're allowed to Danny. announce that, yes, right? Yes, okay, yes. Okay. It was. It was. Well, it was wild because usually you have to wait months and months to announce anything, and you have mm-hmm. to wait for it to come out. But because Sailor Moon is such a huge property, yeah. and the anime fans are uh, like, they want to know. They're they're so lovely and supportive of the voice actors, and uh, want to know who they are. So. Almost immediately after I recorded, they announced at Anime Boston, and so I started getting. I found, you were still I in the booth. Out. You were yeah. in the booth. I was and- like in the booth, and they were like, "Surprise, it's Eric!" And I was like, "Yes, you can't recast me." Yeah, <laughs> smart, smart, smart. So yeah, we'll get into all of that and how you got cast and and your involvement uh, with us. But yeah, actually, let's start with your involvement. Like, what was your first introduction to Sailor Moon? Oh gosh, so uh, growing up, I'm Japanese American. And so I would get little bits and pieces of Japanese culture a little bit before they hit the United States. Because I had, you know, friends that would go Mm -hmm. and family members that would be like, oh, this is the newest toy that's popular over there. Here it is. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So Sailor Moon, I I started getting the toys and things before I actually got to see it, before it started coming over here. Because back in the day, you really just couldn't get – anime oh yeah uh, unless like you happen to get like a bootleg vhs (laughs) and i did have i think at some point i did have bootleg vhs's or some recording of it um but i i had uh, a toy one of one of the sailor senshi wands i think i was actually uh like 
on a commercial that was I was like playing a little Japanese girl. <gasps> oh, and I forgot like, that you yeah were also an a, a yeah. child yeah. actor. Yeah, and so uh, they let us keep the little toys. That it's it's in Japan. It's it's a thing where you get like lots of little toys with their candies, and it happened to be uh, Sailor, uh, Sailor Mercury's senshi pen. And I was like, what is this? And, and you know, I, I'd get little dolls and everything. And so that, I guess, Sailor Moon very, very early on. And then it was one of my first anime that I ever got to watch. And I, I love it so much. It has such a special place in my heart because, I mean, it's this kick-butt team of girls. Mm-hmm. And, that, that, and, and also, it was one of the early mainstream Japanese pieces of culture that hit the United States. And I had a hard time of it growing up in a mostly white area. And I got teased for being Asian American. And then suddenly Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z hit and Pokemon. And it was really cool. And people are like, oh, I understand Japanese culture now. Oh, man, you could have been like, oh, you were talking all that smack. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get out my face now. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into Sailor Mercury and, you know, the Sailor Senshi and everything that you mentioned, I do want to say, so wait, I remember seeing you, oh, you like posted one of your acting when you were like a little, what else were you in? Full House. Oh, God, yeah, that's, that's what I was about that to was, say. That was the meme on Deacon I was about Century. to say. Yeah, okay, yes, so house. you were in Full House. Yes. yes, I remember. Okay, yeah, I remember seeing little Erica Ishii. Um, okay, now I'm ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's I all you you wanted to. Yeah. I, want, <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell. Okay, so let's talk about the history of Sailor Moon. So Sailor Moon is a Japanese shoujo manga, which uh, manga, for those that don't know, is essentially comics uh, that were created in Japan, and shoujo being manga targeted mainly towards a younger female demographic. Now, Erica, did you read the manga? I did. I I read the original Sailor Moon manga. It was being put out in English when I was younger, and uh, it's, it's a very different art style than the original show was. The new show, Sailor Moon Crystal, Crystal. Yeah, is a, new a lot closer to the art style of the original manga. Okay. And the original manga w- was a little more adult and darker and just really beautiful. And, and I just have fond memories of like tracing mm-hmm. it and, and like trying to replicate that art style. Yeah. I did that with the manga that I read as well. Oh, what did you read? Uh, well, Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Girl, Ball. you already yeah, yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I was so obsessed with it. And my, I think I've told this story before, but so I was introduced to it from Toonami and they would accept art submissions <gasps> from kids that they would then feature yeah, on Cartoon yeah. Network. And so my brother actually had drawn these beautiful transformations of Goku, the main character, oh. in all of his Saiyan like transformations. And I was like, why don't you submit this? Oh my gosh, this is so good. It was like my older brother. And I was like, this is, he's amazing. You know, like I looked up to him and I kept bothering him to submit. And then finally, Erica, he was like, I traced them. (laughs) And that's when you find out that like your hero, you know, is a fraud. That was was the realization. That that was the realization that your heroes can hurt you. (laughs) That's so funny because I feel like that was a big thing at that age because I remember there was this kid in my elementary school who drew the so there's a school out here called long beach poly and their mascot is the jack rabbits and he had a folder from there and i didn't realize that he had the folder but i remember he drew the jack rabbit and everyone was like
like, oh, he's so good at drawing, so good. Oh. And you remember the tracing paper you would get, oh, right? Yeah. That's what he yeah, did it yeah. on. And so I was like, oh, can you draw me one? He was like, yeah, but I just need a paper like this to do it. <laughs> oh, and I didn't paper. Really, yeah, but I was. This was like I think third, fourth grade, so I could not connect the dots. I was like, okay, I guess if I find the paper. And then it was wasn't until like years later I thought back and I was like, he was tracing. <laughs> Um, I think another one was Tenchi Muyo. Oh, yeah. I was so oh, wow. into the women in Tenchi Muyo. Like, I just wanted to be them. Oh, um, and I used to draw their, like, hairstyles. And, oh, I loved it so much. But, yeah, moving back to Sailor Moon. So that was created in 1991. The original manga is written and illustrated by Naoko Takauchi, who is married to Yoshihiro Togashi, who created Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, Hunter x Hunter. Wow. I well, that I had no idea that they were together. That they were together. This is because, like, because uh, you know, shoujo is the is the girls' manga, uh-huh. and then uh, shonen is the boys' manga. And Hunter x Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho are like huge boys' manga. So they oh, yeah. are like the power couple Isn't that of manga. Yeah, yeah. That she so created wild. this. She created this iconic. Truly iconic and one of the first really superhero team of women in in Japanese manga uh, that became so popular. And I like that you said girls because they were so the the Sailor Moon followed um, young teenage girls mm-hmm. and the fact that they were vulnerable but still powerful. You know, they still worried about dates with guys. That's, and, that's and, a common theme in a lot of. I guess both shonen and, but specifically in shoujo, it's that you have to balance uh, being this superhero or living in this fantasy world with your midterms and liking boys. And it's so relatable, though. Yeah, yeah. Ify, did you want to talk about our hero, Usagi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The series follows a young girl named Usagi Sukina, uh, also known as Serena in the dub. That's who I know. I know <laughs> yeah, Serena. Really? I don't, I yeah, still I don't know think Usagi. Of their original yeah. Americanized names from the yeah. Deke dub. <laughs> yeah, all I know is Serena. I never, also because I never was into Sailor Moon, so I never was like, I gotta go back and watch the subs. Like, it, I just watched it in passing because it would be on, and it was like paired with DBZ sometimes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I was, but Serena, who meets Luna, a magical talking black cat that is searching for the moon princess. Luna reveals that Usagi is destined to save the earth from the forces of evil and gives her a brooch to transform into Sailor Moon. She asks Usagi to form the Sailor Soldiers and find the princess and protect the silver crystal. And as Usagi matures, she becomes a powerful warrior and protects her adopted home planet Earth from villains who wish to harm it. Usagi is depicted as a carefree and cheerful when at ease, but promptly serious and strategic-minded when fighting. Yeah, that was one thing I always really liked and related to. Usagi was the original sort of adorkable heroine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because and, she, she was really She's like kind of clumsy. clumsy. She yeah. was really clumsy, yeah. and she was bad at cooking. And uh, just silly, and she ate a lot, and and I just and like overslept constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The the very first episode is her like oversleeping for school and Uh just like running downstairs and being a mess. Yes, yeah. She was very likable, but I also remember in that first episode her like crying. I think that was the title. Let me look it up. I think that was like the the first episode. Like was talking about her crying. She's a crybaby. She was totally a crybaby. Yeah. I think that was in the title. But anyways, yeah, just her being a vulnerable superhero, mm-hmm. you know, and how how a teenage girl might act if yeah. she then found out that she was, you know, in charge of 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 finding um the rest of these sailor soldiers. 
Uh, so Usagi's critical reception has been largely positive, and she's recognized as one of the most important and popular female superheroes of all time. Uh, the names for Sailor Moon's attacks center around the moon, love, mystery, and light. Starting out as a frightened, reluctant girl, often in need of help, she gradually accepts her full identity. She eventually becomes the most powerful sailor soldier in the galaxy, but her capacity for caring for others is shown to be more powerful still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was wild. I just remember kind of getting taste of the beginning of Sailor Moon and taste towards the end when it just seemed like it got so intense, like there was like a little girl who was with her all oh, of a sudden. Oh, that's her daughter from the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so, so things get really complicated, and I guess what's nice is there's usually a monster a week, and so you don't necessarily need to know everything that happens, yeah. but you know the overarching storylines for, for different parts of it. So, so she finds the Sailor Scouts, and then I guess – Spoiler alert! It turns out she she's the queen Queen Serenity, uh, and and then there's like a bunch of different storylines that go from there. Yeah, and then there's Tuxedo Mask. He came into <sighs> the picture. <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk about Tuxedo Mask? Yeah. Uh, if he that's the next thing up. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, Mamoru Chiba uh, in the, the dub he was Darren Shields. Darian. Which, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So Darian. Darian. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then Mamoru. Because like the thing is about the new dub and about the new Sailor Moon like reissuings is they all have their original Japanese names. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really it was interesting that they nicknamed him Darian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is that just what fit with the cause sometimes they'll change their names to like whatever fits with the lip movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they're dubbing. Yeah. But I don't know. But that's like happened in the past where it was like, oh this looks like Darian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know about that one because, like, Serena makes sense because that's the the uh-huh. moon moon goddess from oh, yeah. Greek mythology. Or Serena is like, and Serenity and and the moon and Selena. It's like a, L's and R's are are a thing. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Darian. I I don't know why Darian. Well. I will let you know that Darian was a student somewhat older than Usagi. As a young child, he was in a car accident that killed his parents and erased his memories. He possesses a special psychic rapport with Usagi and can sense when she's in danger. This inspires him to take on the guise as Tuxedo Mask and fight alongside the sailor soldiers when needed. After an initially confrontational relationship, he and Usagi remember their past lives together and fall in love again. I had the biggest crush on him. Everyone did. Yeah, me too. Every if he did you as well. No. But I just knew all the all the girls at my school would be like, Tuxedo man. He's kind of like, you know, before negging had a term, like yeah. that was oh, him. Yeah, a hundred percent. He called her well in oh, the American like, dub it was Meatball Head. Meatball head, yeah, right. but but, but it's like the dongo, like dongo buns. In, yeah, he would call Japanese. her like bunhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would fight whenever they saw each other. Yeah. Um, I love those. I'm He's always so mean. You know, I always love those types of relationships. <laughs> it's like the Vegeta Bulma, the Aladdin Princess Jasmine. It's the original, like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, it's true. So you jerk for for <laughs> me, Beatrice and Benedict from oh, Much Ado uh-huh. About Nothing mm-hmm. uh, from Shakespeare is is I think the earliest Girl, one that I um, can remember. Yeah, I was gonna say Darcy. And Elizabeth. Oh yes, of course, and like definitely Jane Austen heroines uh-huh. and all yeah. their all the. It's like how brooms. dare you? Now I have a crush on you. <laughs> I know. It's so hard. You, you think you can change them? <laughs> They're so troubled. 
Yeah, so so we had Tuxedo Mask, who, as you can guess, had a mask and wore a tuxedo. Um, He had, like, the stereotypical, like, mask. You know, like, um, what am I thinking? Like, Phantom of the Opera? No, that was, like, a half face. He's a domino mask. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Domino mask. There we go, there we go. Um, Moving on, let's talk about some of the sailors. So there's several. We have Ami Mizuno, uh, who goes by Amy. Amy Anderson, who is Sailor Mercury. So she is a quiet but intelligent 14-year-old bookworm in Usagi's class with a rumored IQ of 300. Um, she can transform into Sailor Mercury, soldier of water and wisdom. And she hopes to be a doctor one day like her mother and tends to be the practical one in the group. Was there a particular sailor that you gravitated towards? Yeah, yeah. She, the next one that we're, we were going to talk about, uh, Rei Hino, uh-huh. who is uh, Sailor Mars and because – I love fire, and my favorite color was red, and she was just a spitfire and, and rebellious, and I really loved her growing up. Yeah, if you do yeah, you want yeah, to tell us yeah. a little bit more about Ray? Ray was Bay for me, so I didn't yeah, choose Tuxedo Ray Mask. Like, I was like, that's always like, always like the like hardcore, you know, don't give a dang, like RPG, uh, not RPG, but anime characters are like, I'm always like, yes. But yeah, Ray Hino, uh, who was Ray Hino. <laughs> In the dub, you know, they really worked hard on switching it up for the dub. So um, she was a elegant 14 year old Miko, which I do need to point at the time I was around the same age, you know, uh, and because of her work <laughs> as a Shinto princess, Ray had limited uh, precognition and could dispel or nullify evil using special Ofuda scrolls. Even she's, in her. She was a priestess. Yeah. I'll say it for you. She's a priestess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So even in her civilian form, she was able to like handle. And then she transformed into Sailor Mars, which is the soldier of fire and passion. She's very serious and focused and easily gets annoyed by Usagi's laziness, although she cares about her very much. In the anime adaptation, Rei is portrayed as boy crazy and short-tempered throughout, while in the manga and live-action series, she is depicted as uninterested in romance and more self-controlled. She attends a private Catholic like school separate from the other girls that i didn't know actually oh really yeah but i do know that they all wear their uniform from their school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so this is so this is the one that you were um sailor mars was the one that you had the most like growing up that you identified with them i I identified with her the most definitely the the passion and the fire in in the manga she is uh, a lot more dutiful she's like a dutiful shrine maiden priestess yeah. Uh, but in in the anime, she's definitely the fiery one. Yeah, after. I will say, you know, there was some uh, controversy. I feel like when it came over here, just because we're so weirdly obsessive with censorship, like mm-hmm. about their outfits being oh, yeah. too flirtatious. I do know that in the dub, they also like there are a couple of scenes where they kind of like made it look like they didn't have boobs. Which is Whoa, so weird. I didn't. Oh, really? uh-huh, like the outline. Just, just even oh, like the outline. Oh, for the outline. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm just In the like transformation sequence. Teenage girls yes. have boobs. Like I got my first bra was like 11 or 12. But um, yeah, like it's so weird how like they couldn't even have that like outline of it, and it wasn't even in like a sexual way. It was just in a that's how the female anatomy works, right? When you're in high school. But yeah, there were a lot of things that they ended up in the dub, like because one of our researchers had linked a video to like some of the changes that mm-hmm. had been made from the sub to the dub and it's just so weird like we see this a lot in especially with anime when it comes over here like just how censored we are yes about things because we're so weird about sexuality and bodies oh and 
I mean, the real big one, of course, is Uranus and Neptune being, uh-huh. yeah. air quote, cousins. Yeah, yes. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Oh, man. Okay, yeah. So so Sailor, Sailor's Uranus and Neptune in the original manga are lesbians. Yes. Um, they're lovers, and uh, in... When it was brought over to America, I guess they were still really uncomfortable with that. And and so they made it so that they were cousins. And they constantly say things and do things and their body language is such that I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your cousin. <laughs> but yeah. that was well, Let was me tell you, I make odd. out with my cousin quite often. And it was it was just so obvious. And then also in the manga, they're still, even when it was translated, they were still uh, lovers. And... You could tell. So it's a very important relationship. Honestly, it is um, for LGBTQ representation. Oh, yeah. And and so it was really heartbreaking that they felt that they had to change it coming over here. But now, with the reissue, they are once again lesbians. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And that's the one that you're getting to voice in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, we'll actually get into Sailor Uranus and uh, Sailor Neptune right after this break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? 
that's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. So let's talk about the actual sailor Neptune. So in the dub, she was named Michelle. Um, oh my god, I forgot that. Yeah, but she's like, Mishiru. Yeah, yeah. Or Michelle. Um, so she's an elegant and talented uh, violinist and a painter with family money. And then, um, yes, her partner is Haruka, um, Sailor Uranus. So Sailor Neptune is able to transform into Sailor Neptune, soldier of ocean and embrace. Uh, and she worked alone for some time before finding her partner. And uh, she ultimately given up on her dreams for the life of a soldier. Iffy, do you want to talk about Sailor Uranus? Yeah, uh, which I got to say, most of my life I just called her Sailor Uranus. So Uranus is how you say it, I think, both scientifically and (laughs) always. But yeah, Haruka Tenno, called Amara Tenno in the original English dub, is a good-natured, masculine-acting girl who is a year older than most of the other sailor soldiers. She is able to transform into Sailor Uranus, soldier of sky and flight. Before becoming a sailor soldier, she dreamt of becoming a racer, and she has excellent driving skills. She tends to dress and, in the anime, speak like a man. Now, this, who, let me, <laughs> like okay, like let me, let me clarify. So, there are different speech patterns and grammar that you use based okay. on your gender, gotcha. and, and certain, like, ways of addressing people people or addressing your or referring to yourself that is more masculine or feminine forms it's it's different than like latin languages but Mm -hmm. there is there are different ways and then also but similar like if i if i used spanish male pronouns for my or for myself yeah instead of being latina yeah like for instance when you when you say watashi it's like i Uh sort of and uh that's like women and it's it's a general use thing but then like if you specifically say something like orewa that's like i uh but very like macho okay so there's like what macho ways of saying things and she spoke really macho so you would agree with cool yeah yeah okay okay i was like who wrote this and what classifies as talking like a man yeah is it just being powerful Yeah, no, there's uh, definitely specific I was like, let uses. me look up this research. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me, was it just that she liked to lift weights? Because that's a feminine <laughs> thing, too. Uh, but no, you're saying that this actually does check out that mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. that's how she identifies. Yes. Um, okay, great. She, she was very masculine in her in her forms of speech. Great, great, great. Let's uh, talk about um, Sailor Venus, who I don't think that we've gotten into oh, yet. Yeah. So Mina, or Minako, who is a 14-year-old perky dreamer. She first appears as the main protagonist in Codename Sailor V. Uh, she has a companion cat called Artemis who works alongside Luna. So that was the original black cat um, that first kind of started this with uh, Sailor Moon with Usagi uh, in guiding the sailor soldiers. Um, so uh, Minako... Is that me saying that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Minako transforms into Sailor uh, Venus, soldier of love and beauty, and leads Sailor Moon's four inner soldiers while acting as Sailor Moon's bodyguard and decoy because of their near identical looks. That did always confuse me. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, actually, it was it was very intentional for, yeah. for that they were supposed to look alike. And actually, it's funny because 
originally Minako was operating as Sailor V, sort of this yes. like, superhero within their world. Yeah. And she already had her sort of senshi outfit. Right. And she was wearing a mask. And I, I think there was like, she, there were little plushy dolls of her that Usagi was trying to win. And uh, I guess they, and then eventually they figure out that she is indeed one of the Sailor Senshi. Yeah, yeah. She was already kind of out. Like you said, she was already a known sailor in their world. Sailor, like, superhero in their mm-hmm. world. Um, Ify, do you want to talk about Sailor Jupiter? Yeah, Sailor Jupiter makes the boys stupider. Uh, no. <laughs> so Makoto Kino, or Lita Kino, if you watch the dub, is a 14-year-old girl who is a student in Usagi's class and has immense physical strength and was rumored to have been expelled from her previous school for fighting. Unusually tall and strong for a Japanese schoolgirl, she transforms into Sailor Jupiter, soldier of thunder and courage. Both of Makoto's parents died in a plane crash years ago. She lives alone and takes care of herself. In the original anime, she confesses to Seijiro that she has a younger sister who no longer wishes to speak to her. She cultivates her physical strength and domestic interests, including housekeeping, cooking, and gardening. Makoto is also good at hand-to-hand combat, and her dream is to marry a young, handsome man and to own a flower and cake shop. I mean, don't we all? It's it's <laughs> really funny, though, because, yeah, she's the powerhouse of the group. She's the muscle, yeah. and, and she's, like, really strong and tough and, and ha- has kind of a tough voice, but, yeah, she also really likes... Very domestic activities. That's so funny. Here's the thing that like, so I was on a panel when, um, I was on several panels when Wonder Woman came out um, because of my obsession and love of Wonder Woman. And it was fascinating the arguments that I saw against her when the, when the movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, that she was not a feminist because she chased after Steve Trevor and because she you know, was in love with him and all these things. And I'm just like, that doesn't disqualify you from being a feminist. Yeah, You can be a feminist, you can be a powerhouse, you can be, you know, all of these things, you can be strength and independent in yourself and still love men, like still be in a, in a relationship with men. You can also still be bi as well. Like you can you can date a man, then date a woman, then you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it frustrated me the things that were taken away from her because she had some of these traditional roles. Like one of my favorite scenes in Wonder Woman is when she sees a baby and she's like a baby because it's like she is a woman like she still is this like womanly like I see her as mother earth to that's what I equate her as in the justice league that she is like the mother of earth that she's like earth's protector and like she makes up for what her male colleagues lack and I don't see femininity as a uh a negative I'm saying like so I think her her lovingness her her belief in humanity like the kind and compassion that she has and the fact that yeah she might still want to be in love with a man I've gone off on a tangent but no, what I'm saying no, is that I'm, this frustrates the hell out of me yeah. when you can't when you're not allowed to still be a, a woman or you're not allowed to be in quote unquote womanly things and then you're no longer seen as a superhero I, I am actually feminist. really glad that you brought this up because one of the most powerful things to me about Sailor Moon is it's created by a woman for women yes. and they still wear sexy little uniforms yeah. but it's on their terms and there's this huge diversity of women with their different interests and some of them are really masculine and some of them are super girly and and they have all these different hobbies and and l- lives and and they're well rounded and I for for me it was this huge indication to me that you could really be anything you wanted as a woman and you had this choice. 
And I really loved that about Sailor Moon. Yeah. So yeah, it is 100% about Thank having you, the Erica. freedom to choose to be who you want to be. Yeah. And having that option. Yes. And I want to say also Wonder Woman was not chasing after Steve Trevor in that movie. She was chasing after a god, and that was Ares. It just so happened that she thought this man had information that could help her. Anyways, uh, moving on to <laughs> Sailor Pluto. I'm sorry. I just have to put people in their place. Uh, Setsuna, or uh, Trista, in the English dub, is a mysterious woman who appears first as Sailor Pluto, soldier of space-time and change. Uh, she has the duty of guarding the space-time door from unauthorized travelers. Can you tell people about the space-time door? Oh, God. I don't even remember that arc, all of it. but. Yeah, it's, I just remember that Sailor Pluto is just mostly away from mm-hmm. the scout. She doesn't really interact with them much because she's just by that door. Well, it's interesting that she is away from because she carries this like deep sense of loneliness uh, with her as well. I think it's interesting some of the issues that they tackle in Sailor Moon. You know, like for for people thinking like, oh, it's just a kid's show or whatever. Like they actually have a lot of different issues as far as like relationships and loneliness and your um, the conflicts that come with trying to do the right thing. And like that all of those to me, I think, resonated with me when I was little and still now. So anyway, she's close friends with Chibiosa. That is Sailor Moon's. This is going to get confusing. That is Sailor Moon's daughter. And so let's just talk about her. So she is uh, in the dub name. She's Rini. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. She is the future daughter of Serenity, uh, who is Sailor Moon. She later trains with Sailor Moon to become a Sailor Soldier, and learns to transform into Sailor Chibi Moon or Mini Moon. <laughs> Chibiusa is very polarizing in that some people find her annoying. Uh, or or some people find her really sweet. I remember my sister and I dressed up as Sailor Moon and Chibiusa when I was younger. But yeah, it's funny in the manga and a little bit in the anime too, she has an odd relationship with Tuxedo Mask, her future father, uh, where she's kind of jealous of, of, of uh, Sailor Moon's relationship with him yeah yeah and it's funny i i think that that's still in the american dub the original american dub as well it's it's a little bit there but i always thought it, i always thought it was a little weird yeah <laughs> yes like, like i want to replace you yeah but uh yes so sailor moon's daughter from the future and i like the arc with her and pegasus there there's a boy who is a pegasus in one of the arcs i I had a i remember that poster i had that poster on my wall (laughs) with this beautiful unicorn if you do want to talk to us about our final sailor uh who is sailor saturn yeah so many sailors i'm like man this isn't even all of them oh really all right well hotaru tomoe who has the same name in the dub is a sweet and lonely young girl a terrible laboratory accident in her youth significantly compromised her health in the manga. This accident destroyed a large portion of her body, which was later rebuilt with electronic components by her father. After overcoming the darkness that surrounded her family, Hataru is able to become Sailor Saturn. 
Soldier of Silence, Destruction, and Rebirth. Whoa, sorry. I just realized that she has the same origin story as Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know if I put that. She was later put together with uh, electronic components by her father. Dang. Yeah. That's dope. But yeah, she's often pensive and as a human has inexplicable power to heal others. Sailor Saturn's weapon is her silence glaive, which gives her the power to generate barriers and destroy a planet. However, when she uses that power, she kills herself, but is reborn afterwards by Sailor Moon. Yeah, that was like a really sad arc because Hotaru is really, she was really just sick throughout a lot of it. And she was friends with uh, Chibi-Usa and yeah, she she died and I was, it was really upsetting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Especially like a character like that who's been through so much yeah. and then just like, wow, that's you're going to you're going to let her die. Yeah. But then uh, Sailor Moon brought her back to life. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a dark arc. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they still touched on dark things, even though it was supposed to, you know, a lot of people kind of pass it off as being lighthearted. But um, we will talk more about uh, actually their first movie. Some of the television show, the remakes, the fact that they tried to make it live action and then did make it live action, as well as the cosplay and the future of it right after this break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back, joined here with Erica Ishii. Erica, before Hello. we, can you tell us who you voice 
in the new? Yes. So I played June June of the Dead Moon Circus. She's one of the villains in this <gasps> arc. You're playing a villain. I know. Oh, no. oh, dude, playing a villain so is cool. the best. Let me tell <laughs> it really you. Is. It yeah. really and is. Yeah. And so she is uh, one of a group of um, the uh, of of these sort of like underlings and. And she's the sort of tomboyish, bratty one, sassy one. She's the sassy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's it's just been so much fun, honestly. And it's so wild. It is so wild because the way that they do dubbing is, you know, they sort of play back the parts of the episode that you dub for and you hear the beeps and you have to match the voice flaps. Um, and sometimes you have had other cast members that have done their dubbing before you do and so you get to hear them sometimes it's not and you just hear the original Japanese and it's so wild because this is the old episodes that I grew up with and I remember these and seeing it and being a part of it is something I never could have ever imagined happening it's so wild did they contact you or is that how that happened so yeah I, I I got the audition um because I, you know, I just I do voiceover, and I have done some work with the studio that does the dubbing for Sailor Moon, and I I've done a couple of other uh, like a, another movie for them, and then they they sent me the auditions for this, and and said, oh, this is the last batch for a little while, and so I auditioned for I think five different characters in that pass, and I I booked that one, and I just could not believe That's it. That's so cool. Could not believe it. But the funny thing is, is that I had actually done some ADR, some smaller characters for them for Sailor Moon, and those haven't even come out yet, so I couldn't even, like, yeah. I, I couldn't even announce that yet. Yeah. And then it just got announced that I was in Sailor Moon, so I said, oh, well, okay, maybe I'll just <laughs> announce that anyway. So, you know, I, I'm just, like, a mom and, like, a monster of the week in, in some episodes um, that still haven't aired yet, and then, but now I, I get to be... One of these villains that oh, that's she has awesome. a cute costume and it's oh gosh, it, it's so wild to be part of something that you grew, grew up, up with. Loving. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Let's uh, talk about well. So there is a live action Sailor Moon series, which Erica, you saw, you said that you did yes, watch. I okay. did. So I wanted to say before that came to be, there was in 1995, they attempted to create an American remake of Sailor Moon. So this was by Renaissance Atlantic Entertainment, Bandai and Toon Maker. They came up with a concept for a show that would be half live action and half Western animation. You can actually see uh, some of it that they that they created. It sounds really cool. I guess it didn't look good and they didn't think that it would be good and it was also turned down because uh, it would cost too much than just to dub the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they showed the concept of this at the 1998 Anime Expo in LA, which I didn't even know Anime Expo was existed back then. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll learn that in our Anime Expo episode. Um, and it's incorrectly attributed to Saban. So if you remember those, Saban is one that did Power Rangers, Power Rangers. but like was very famous for for taking these Japanese concepts and then making them making like live action, you know, or or inserting American actors into it. So a lot of people have incorrectly attributed that that live action failed remake to Saban, but they didn't do it. But uh <laughs> Okay, but so they did actually have a live action series. So that was Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. That was the 2003 TV series. So Erica, is this the one that you 
watch? The, the Japanese one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I didn't watch all of it, but the costumes are really great. And, and it's Oh, yeah, their really, cosplay is on point. Oh, it's 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 this really a... campy, but really yeah. wonderful and loving. And tuxedo masks, uh, well, all of them have the, the transformation sequences, but tuxedo masks is just literally kind of him getting into costume and it's so silly <laughs> and I love it. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it's very colorful and bright and like the costumes are amazing uh, and the series actually lasted for 49 episodes oh, wow. uh, and also included two separate made-for-DVD specials um, yeah, so it's, are you looking at a picture of it? I'm looking at the opening. It's You can watch, great. I know, you can, uh, I think you might be able to watch some of it on YouTube, and yeah, I'll Gosh, try and include all the, a link. The episodes, the, all the episodes must be out somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. They look but so they good. This actually looks very good. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know why yeah. they didn't bring it over. I need it on Hulu. They should. Um, and so, uh, you know, this is kind of just, there's so much to cover with Sailor Moon, so this is kind of just like an intro episode, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about their first ever movie, which was Sailor Moon R, the movie. So that came out in 1993 um, and was huge. I mean, the fact that they were able to make a movie, one, so the creator um, didn't even think that it would get past the manga. So it went from the manga to being so popular that it became an animated series to being so popular as an animated series that not only young women watched, but young men as well and adults. Like everybody was watching Sailor Moon. It was such a big deal. And then they got Sailor Moon R, the movie. Um, I don't know. Do you remember watching that, Erica? You know, it's funny. A lot of the movies sort of blend together for me. But the one that really stood out to me is the one that sort of starred Luna, the cat. Oh, uh uh-huh. Where she falls in love with this human man and they can't be together. But for just a brief moment, she gets to take a human form and be with him. And he gives her these sugar star candies. It's It's... One that I grew up with, it's popular in Japan. They're they're literally just like sugar molded into the shape of, of these pretty little stars. It's like the ones in in Spirited Away. Okay. That, yeah, and and he gives it to her, and it's just really pretty and really touching and sweet. I just remember that movie. I remember watching that movie with my friends. And gosh, yeah, the the movies were were such a treat when they came out, and I think some of them even got to play in theaters in. LA here, which is really great. It's great to see them on the big screen. Oh yeah, no, it's always dope. I know the few like Funimation films that you get to see on the big screen, you're like, oh, this is tight. Oh gosh, yeah. I love. I just love that it's so popular that we're able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that they're able to run, because uh, some of those, like if you were saying, some of the Funimation ones had an actual run in theaters. Oh yeah, like Your Name. Um, yes. That, that, I remember I missed the premiere to that and went yeah. to see it with my buddies Brody and Binium and we were like, this is an amazing movie. Then we went to Little Little Tokyo, got some ramen, really had a weeby day. It was like, but it was that movie is so good. I I heard rumors of them trying to do a live action American version, which yeah, I was like, I think they actually uh it did get optioned for a live yeah. action remake. And I feel like that's the one anime movie that I think can do that and it'd be great because I feel like a lot of people didn't see it because it's animated mm-hmm. because of that weird like thing where people are like oh it can't be that good and I think the story's so good that in live action to be great I just hope it's someone who does it right because right. if you don't do it right it's not gonna be thus far we have not had any 
successful <laughs> here live action. I feel like uh, Rwani Kenshin was oh yeah, yeah good yeah. that oh, live yeah, action absolutely. that was I was very impressed yeah, and that it, came out like two years ago yeah and Dragon maybe. Ball Evolution no you know? no oh, just was, move on that was, that's very painful that was, uh... so um okay so let's talk before we move on let's talk about the Sailor Moon that you're working on which is Sailor Moon Super S yes. Okay, can you tell us about it? So, Sailor Moon Super S is essentially the reissue of the old Sailor Moon episodes, um, but with, I mean, because we talked a little bit about how for the original dub with Deke, so much was changed, a lot of things were censored. Yes. Uh, and and so all of it... Relationships were... Yes. We're abolished. Right. And so now. <laughs> Booby lines the, were taken out. Yeah. And the names were changed. Yeah. And so this is. People were called Darian. Oh, uh, Darian. Darian. I, I still think of uh, the original dub for, for Luna. Darian. And her voice, too. She was like this. Mrs. Potts. Yeah. She was like. Uh. <laughs> and, and so this is sort of all, all of that. But staying truer to the original storylines and the names, uh. and and there's a lot of the episodes are out already and 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 available online, and I feel so fortunate to get to be a part of this. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Jun Jun in the Sailor Moon. She's wiki. so cute, right? Yeah, and you, they've already got you on there. Oh, they've all, they the really? fans already oh, added you. <laughs> they've already added Look at you, you to on the, Wikipedia. Yeah, on the. <laughs> On the uh, Sailor Moon wiki, there. Oh on my top gosh, of it. I haven't seen anyone caught. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about June June's outfit, which is insane. Oh yeah, That's so dope. She got the harem pants and the little wrap around. <laughs> Oh she, my god. She's hot. Oh, she is so so hot. Have you seen any cosplay of her? Not yet. I I, I people seen out that. there listening, this is gosh, <laughs> she looks Oh I would gosh. love to see a uh, cosplay of the Dead Moon Circus. I really, really would. Their outfits are so cute, so cute. But then also, it's been interesting seeing because Sailor Moon is so popular. People are starting to cosplay even their their street uniforms, yes. just their, their normal I love outfits. That. And yeah. and the '90s fashion is so good. It's so good, and it's you know '90s fashion is kind of making a comeback. You know, yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, okay. We'll have to post it <gasps> oh, on our Instagram. Which, so by the way, cute. if you're not following the Nerdificent Instagram, does post cosplay. <laughs> so, oh. um, we've had some dope cosplayers on there. So we'll definitely post June June, so you guys can Please understand do. what we're talking about. But oh man, her her outfit almost reminds me of like Britney Spears with the uh, snake. Oh, with the, right, right, right. Yeah, yes, yes. you know what the I mean. Slave for you music uh-huh. video. Absolutely. Oh, love it. Yeah, and, and uh, June June is, is the acrobat of the group. Yeah. And, and so uh, a couple of her episodes are, you know, about her, her doing that. And she gets Lots of a lot effort of flipping noises. around. Yeah. Yes, very cute. Oh, God. I know. I love it. Just um, VO things. There's so many things that we still have to cover with Sailor Moon. Like there was a video game and there's... Oh um, all the toys and action figures. So we'll definitely have to have you back here, Erica, because we only kind of just touched on the sailors. I, I know. I of... feel like we just kind of barely ran through them. And oh, God, didn't even get to so touch much. on all the storylines and stuff. So I hope this was a good introductory episode for everyone so that we can really get into some of the stories and uh, and the future also of Sailor Moon. But Erica, where can everyone catch you? Oh, uh, so I'm on Twitter at Erica Ishi and on Instagram as 
the Erica Ishii. I'm on Geek and Sundry Fridays and Tuesdays for, for a show about video games and a show where we just basically party in costume all the time. And uh, uh, I have my own Twitch channel as well, twitch.tv slash Erica Ishii. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank I'm you at, so much for having me. Oh, of course. Thanks so much for coming. I'm really excited to watch and hear you on my TV screen. Yeah. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Um, Ify and I will both be at Anime Expo. We'll also both be at Comic-Con, and we're on panels together there. So um, we will be – check out the Nerdificent Twitter feed at Nerdificent because we'll be posting our appearances and dates. We love all the feedback from everyone. I think that we might, somebody asked if we're going to be answering questions, you know, like we might start doing a, maybe we'll leave a, a 10 minute ending thing iffy for yeah, yeah. questions possibly, you know, we really do try to make our podcast for everyone, which can be difficult because some of you are extremely well-versed and let us know if we missed one single thing. Um, but then other people, you know, need us to slow down a lot. So we're kind of just trying to feel out these introductory episodes. You know, we understand that we haven't covered every. People have been asking us about Dragon Ball Z. I have that tattooed on me, and we have not hit that yet. It oh is a God. thing. We're, we're, we're probably going to have to do it soon because people have been foaming. It at is the a mouth. thing that I know about the most, and yet I know I will be hit up about because I left something out of it, even though it has like 400 episodes. I think it actually technically Z has like 200 something. But um, some of these episodes, you know, we're able to kind of wrap up real real nice and a neat package and some of them deserve another episode so uh we hear you we love you and uh that's all i have all right cool well you know you can catch me at ify wadiwe i-f-y-n-w-a-d-i-w-e on twitter and instagram if d's on twitch you know and make sure you're following nerdificent on twitter instagram and facebook to stay up to date with all that good stuff definitely want to give a shout out towards the end of this uh episode to our researcher eves jetcoat Christopher Hasiotis, thank you so much for that research work. Let's give a shout out to Zachary McKeever in the booth. Uh, sorry for blowing your ears out. I yelled it really loud. Super producer Anna holding it down for yes. us here. All right, y'all. We out. And like I always say, stay nerdy. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. Ah! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.